Hey guys, I just wanted to preface this episode by saying that the audio did not save. So it's going to sound a little bit different to you than my other episodes do, but it's a great episode. So tune in anyway, and thanks for bearing with me. Uh, I would say for me, it's been really the ability to focus because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people giving you ideas. There's a lot of comments being made, but in reality, you need to know where your goal is and you need to know what can I do today to get me closer to that goal. I invented Nightcap in a dream. This is the In Your Dreams podcast. the importance of pivoting and that it's not the end if something doesn't work out for you. Whether that's a relationship, a career, or starting a business, I believe that everything happens for a reason and we are given those obstacles in order to conquer the next chapter of our life. Today's guest is Austin and Grant, the owners of the Hampton Chocolate Factory in Tampa. Welcome to the In Your Dreams podcast, guys. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, today I have with me some really good friends from the Hampton Chocolate Factory. Go ahead, say who you are, what the Hampton Chocolate Factory is. Austin Gappelberg, owner of the Hampton Chocolate Factory. Grant Gappelberg, brother of Austin Gappelberg, and also owner of the Hampton Chocolate Factory. Yeah. So you can't tell we're brothers, but the Hampton Chocolate Factory is a decadent dessert destination. We have a retail store here in Tampa, Florida. And we really specialize in providing an e-commerce solution where if you need chocolate anywhere in the country, we're able to ship directly to your door. And we also do corporate gifts. So if you need gifts for clients or employees, we're here to help. I was thinking a lot about um, you guys and how I met Austin originally. And I wanted to talk about pivoting. I remember as a freshman, I was sitting in the courtyard at the University of Tampa and Austin had, in um, his previous business idea was called Keep. Do you want to talk a little bit about what it was? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I honestly forgot that's how we met. But Keep was basically a product I created. And I'll show the camera just because I know everyone wants to see. So I always have it. And yeah. Grant has this. But basically, it holds your keys and your cards on the back of your phone. And the problem I was solving was college kids really continuing to lose their dormant apartment keys. So we thought, let's just keep it together all in one place. Mm -hmm. So what I thought was funny was that when I was in the courtyard, I was sitting by myself, like doing some work and Austin's, you know, going around taking surveys and asking people like, would they use this? Which is a great idea because if you start any business, you should be asking people if they need the product. Um, so he was asking people and he comes up to me, shows me Keeve and everything. And I remember using the word prototype. And that's when Austin realized that I had my own business too. And that's when we definitely like connected and we were both in the accelerator program at UT. What was that moment for you when you knew that you wanted to pivot from Keep to the Hampton Chocolate Factory? It's, yeah, it's a great story. Thanks for bringing that up. I mean, it, was, it wasn't really, yeah, don't mind that fly, but it wasn't really, nothing's ever planned, right? You know, Keep was always my everything it was you know that girlfriend you're never gonna lose and i started to keep as a freshman in school here we are as now i'm a graduate i'm an alumni of the university of tampa when i decided that it was time to pivot it was really heading into my senior year what was i going to do after college i knew keep was going to take a lot more capital and a lot more energy and a lot more time to get it where i wanted to so the hampton chocolate factory was always an opportunity and grant decided 
It's going to join me down in Tampa. So we decided why not open the Hampton Chocolate Factory in Tampa. Do you think that Keep was kind of, because when I, when I think about your story, your guys' story, I think that Keep for Austin was almost like a practice run and that Grant came to Tampa as a freshman and it was almost like you guys were supposed to like take over this business together. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective on, you know, Austin's journey, it was super spontaneous. He was basically going all out, trying to build, keep to, you know, a million dollar business. And then I showed up with this idea and our family presented the idea of bringing the Hampton Chocolate Factory down to Tampa. And it was like, okay, this is a massive opportunity too. And Austin didn't give up on Keep. In fact, he's still selling some products, even now, right? Yeah, I think we're still on Amazon. Of course, we sell a couple units a week. Nice. The Hampton Chocolate Factory was always a great opportunity for both Grant and I. I mean, we've been in it, right? So, started as a family business. Our parents started it back in 2014. And here we are today in 2023. You know, it was always an opportunity for us. We've been in it, working in the stores in the Hamptons, and then basically rebirthing it. Was this something that you planned on coming to Tampa and doing? Kind of. Well, for me, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't really even know, to be honest with you. I remember my senior year of high school, I didn't know where I wanted to go to school. And then I visited Austin and Tampa, and I was like, okay, I think I want to go to Tampa. But then simultaneously to, to that happening, I had a, a shift in my mindset where I was like, I'm ready to you know, get into the real world and start actually investing in my future. I don't want to go to college and be in a frat. I thought I was going to be in a frat for the longest time. When I showed up at college, I was completely committed to you know, starting my career. And Austin was too. He was already doing that for the past 18 months. And it was kind of this perfect uh, synchrony. And the Hampton Chocolate Factory was brought down, opened up five months later, January 13th. And you come to college and you, you're obviously like a, a young freshman and you already want to start your career. Like obviously that says something about you. I feel like Austin had the same mindset. So the two of you are very similar in that way. Do you think you get that from your parents or? It's in the DNA. Is it? You know, we growing up in the Hampton Chocolate Factory, I was 13, Grant was 11. You know, we were introduced to business at such a young age and we were both doing lemonade stands, car washes back in the day. So entrepreneurship has been in our bloods. You know, it's, it's part of our identity. I couldn't see any other way, to be honest with you. If you had to pick something else besides the Hampton Chocolate Factory, what do you think you would be doing? For me, I'm all about the restaurant industry, food industry right now. I spend a lot of my time making content for the Hampton Chocolate Factory and I think that I actually could, you know, be in any food industry and build a successful brand. And that's what I want to do after the Hampton Chocolate Factory. So I think uh, that's what I would be doing, some kind of restaurant. I mean, I think it's so impressive because like, obviously it starts with like your mindset and like there's not other, there's not a lot of kids, 99% of people your age and my age don't think like that. And I think like the first step to starting any business is thinking like that and having the confidence to say, yeah, I can take over the restaurant industry, even if you can't and you can say that, you probably can. So, I mean, it's really impressive like what you guys have done. And I work with my brother as well. What's the, the age gap between you guys? Two and a half years, I think. Two, Two years, half. 10 months. Yeah. So my brother and I are five years apart. Do you think that business 
improved your relationship? I mean, put it to you this way, if you spend 24 hours, we live together too. Uh, we grew up in the same bedroom and now we continue to live together. You spend so much time with someone, you're going to get closer with them. In the past 12 months, we both learned an enormous about, amount about each other. And I mean, it's, it's brought us closer. I mean, we had one of this uh, news segment called Chocolate, Brotherly Chocolate Love. And that's really what it is. I love that. Is there any like, part of the week or something that you guys do that doesn't involve business? Yeah, I mean, we go to dinner, and honestly, a lot of the time we, you know, study the restaurants and look at the operations, the menus, the branding, and we, anywhere we go, we try to learn from it, and that's kind of, you know, just our mentality, and we're just trying to gain any value we can, but our relationship in business is pretty extraordinary because, you know, we have a very aligned mindset and it's hard to be disaligned with someone but I think since we're brothers it's it's much easier and we're able to just kind of you know agree on stuff and we think in very similar ways um, just in terms of day-to-day -day operations so it's not too often that we are totally in our own lane where we're usually in sync and we're very communicative of what we have as our vision and what we're doing currently so it works really well that's so awesome and i i always think about like if my brother wasn't my business partner who would i want as my business partner and i i couldn't pick anyone i'm more of a creative for the business and my brother's back end you guys can't do the same things i think it's honestly very similar to what you said creative back end it's it's really front lines back lines each person's skills complement the other so one person you, you know, putting these mics together, I'm sitting there, how do I do this? Grant's like, oh, let me figure this out. You asked me to put something together, I can't do it. You asked me to create a video on Instagram and how to edit, I couldn't be able to do it. I think Austin honestly puts himself down when it comes to putting uh. stuff together. He's, he's better than he thinks, but I don't, yeah. we do compliment each other. Austin does more of the back of the house, and he's honestly, he finished college, so he, you know, has learned through his entrepreneurship program at University of Tampa, how to really bring a product to market and formulate a plan that's that's structured really well. And I'm still learning that. I'm more spontaneous and I like to just kind of- like Idea, go, idea, go, yeah. idea. Every other minute, idea, idea, idea. And it's kind of like, you gotta, you know, you, but he's got so many great ideas and it's really just putting the pieces. It's like a puzzle, you know, business. It's like a puzzle. It's like, where am I gonna get my biggest ROI now? Yeah, and I think that spontaneous ideas or even like trips are better than things that are planned. Like, I know this this kid came to me yesterday after one of my talks, and or my only talk, but he came to me and he was like, what's your business structure? What's your business plan? And the truth <laughs> is, like, we don't have a business plan. <laughs> I love that question, because I said, oh, I did that for a college project. Yeah. We're running a business, we're not writing business plans. It's so true. Like they make this business plan like so focused and detailed and you have to have a business plan, but it's like, how are you supposed to have a business plan if like all of this is trial and error? Like you, whatever's in your business plan probably won't work. Like you have to try it first. So what's your business plan? Our business plan is actually, it's getting to be pretty detailed this year, the next six months, we are working on making the business plan concrete so that we can scale, because at this point, we've done a lot of trial and error, just a little bit of background on the business. Uh, we've been in it for eight years, since 2014, 
And we did a lot of trial and error in the Hamptons, um, in the beginning stage, stages of the business. And in Tampa, we really launched our full dessert line and our full chocolate line, as well as corporate gifting and e-com. So we've been doing trial and error, and now we're ready to scale. Um, trial and error honestly never ends, but right. we're, we're looking to open up more locations and grow our e-commerce presence this year. So we're really formulating the business plan right now. Tell us more about your e-commerce. I know about your corporate gifting. Yeah, you've heard about it. I've heard about it from you guys, but I mean, I'd love to know more because I think you told me in the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it to you in, in a little while ago. I mean, you know, we have over, I think it's almost 210,000 followers on Instagram now, combined over a quarter million followers throughout all social platforms. And what we're now thinking is, okay, we have the eyes. How can we turn these eyes into dollar signs, mm -hmm. right? How can people in California how can people in Oregon, how can people in Texas buy and get to taste the Hampton Chocolate Factory? So that's why we're now going to be promoting our website. And we have some really cool ideas. Ryan, you want to share what we're going to be doing with some chocolate bar? Is that right? Yeah, so the name is TBD to be determined, but it's basically going to be a revolutionary product in the chocolate industry. So everyone's heard of crumble cookies, I guess, right? And I came across them a couple months ago and I got really excited because I realized there's no crumble cookies for chocolate. And meaning, you know, every industry has its like trendy and, and really uh, sticky product. But for chocolate, it's really just uh, the old timers like Godiva and then Hershey's all the way on the you know lowest quality scale. But we're going to be the company that takes over the chocolate industry, and we're gonna do that through our new Bark product. It's basically um, a chocolate, and we prep, prepare it uh, fre with fresh melted chocolate on top, and we can do very unique flavors by making it fresh. So, for example, we have cookies and cream and strawberry shortcake uh, Barks, and they taste like nothing you've ever tasted like before. Um, it's kind of like, a chocolate that is more of a dessert than like a than a candy bar, so it's pretty revolutionary. And we're right now working on uh, the plan for how to go to market with that. And we're doing product testing in store every day. Every time I go in, I ask customers what they think of it. I taste test, and honestly, I might taste test a little bit too much. That's what my mom says, but yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to take over that industry. It like reminds me a lot of how uh, I was scrolling on TikTok and I saw a bunch of these influencers like posting the, the PR boxes. And when you see something like that, for you it's crumble cookies, but for me it's like I see these clothing brands and you know influencers are taking the boxes, they're opening them, they're promoting them for free. So we filled in that gap, we made our own PR box, and then we began selling it as a gift box. And taking what people have done and <laughs> doing it better. And doing it better. That's and making it. your own version, right. Yeah. The reason I am so confident that it's gonna be successful is because we have now almost 210,000 followers on Instagram, and most of the content is based off of ice cream and desserts like the frozen s'more, famous frozen s'more, which is amazing by the way, but we don't have enough time to tell you about that today. <laughs> um, but we know how to post content on Instagram especially and have it go viral. And when we launched the Barks, 
we have a plan for the next year or two to continue to grow our presence on social, hopefully gain another million followers, and really make it into a, a community on social media. So a lot of companies have done a great job um, using social media as a tool to make your product sticky, meaning weekly reoccurring sales. And the way we're gonna do that is through flavor drops. So we're gonna drop a flavor once or twice a week, and that flavor is gonna be available across the board, whether it's for our new Bark product, uh, Thick Shake, which Austin just came up with the name for. What was it? Frozo. Frozo. So it's, it's still maybe, it's still yeah. maybe, but that's what we're thinking right now. Um, and then we have our ice cream sundaes, basically, cones, and especially the giant cone. The giant cone has been a, a major catalyst in our success in marketing the Hampton Chocolate Factory. We're known as uh, the home of the giant cone, and it's basically our five pound ice cream cone. It is a monster, and people travel from across the world to try it and even take on the challenge. We have a challenge that literally a bunch of you know food eating competitors have come to the Hampton Chocolate Factory before and they've taken it down. It's, it's not impossible. We've had 10 people eat the giant cone and about 100 people fail. And then hundreds, countless hundreds of others have traveled from across the country to just share with their family. So. so you talk about all this chocolate. I'm gonna ask the question that you get probably Is today. Did you bring chocolate? No, <laughs> not that you bring chocolate, but it's more like how do you control yourself? How do you stay? Yeah. fit while owning a chocolate factory. Well, it's part of the lifestyle, right? It's the lifestyle you create. Grant, did you go to the gym this morning? <laughs> yeah, I went yeah. to the gym. So Grant goes to the gym, I went for a run. That's how we keep up with it. It's a constant, you know, it's a, it's a lifestyle. What lifestyle do you live? There's taste testing involved, but it's consistently staying with your routines. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually writing about this, journaling about this. Austin yeah. told me that I got to start journaling. It, so. it works. It, it does. does. Yeah. So I was journaling about self-discipline. And I realized self-discipline is so much bigger than what you take it as. And I think a lot of people take it for granted. If you're self-disciplined with something like eating, it carries over to a lot of other aspects of your life and honestly, your overall mentality. If you're self-disciplined and you're self-disciplined, meaning you can control what thoughts you have and you're able to keep yourself centered and keep your positive mental attitude. That's what we're all about. PMA. Yeah. That, that was insane. That was pretty cool. But, I love it. you know, PMA, positive mental attitude is really what you need to be successful in business because there's a lot of times where you get hit with curveballs and you got to be able to pivot and you're not going to be able to pivot if you're, if you're dwelling. And I've learned these lessons in the past year and I've, I've learned them the hard way, I'll be honest. But, you know, now I am on board this PMA train and Austin and I are, are excited for, for that, you know, year to come, many years to come. Yeah. I love it. I'm on the PMA train too. It's right in the way. I mean, I think it's so true. And it's crazy how like you're so young and you just say this stuff because like it, like it really all starts with your mentality and it goes the same way if you're on the opposite side, you know, you wake up and stub your toe that day. Oh, my day sucks. Like it's gonna suck the rest of the day. Even, I don't know if you guys are into the whole affirmation thing either, but 
journaling, affirmations, it all goes hand in hand. Sure, you know we are. And Come you know, on. the first thing when you wake up, like if you want to have like the best day ever, like tell yourself that you will and like just watch it happen. I'm really excited for you guys and I have a little game. Okay, interesting. Let's play. First question. What was your ultimate dream when you were a child? Baseball player. Richest man in the world. Okay. Um, what is your dream day? So when you wake up, what is like your ideal dream day? So I wake up at 7.30, start with the morning routine. So affirmations, gratitudes, reading a book um, for, you read a chapter of a book every single day, going to the gym or running, coming back, eating a breakfast, working all day, and eating dinner, doing the night routine, waking up, doing it again. Interesting. Um, <laughs> my dream day would probably be uh, involving a lot of nature and oh, outdoors. Day. Oh, I was thinking. I think he thought it was, what is your day to day? Yeah. But dream day. Okay. I was like, wow, that's an interesting dream day. <laughs> it sounds like every day. We'll give you a round Let me get a round two. It's living the dream. <laughs> but basically, my dream day would be wake up, step outside, and the warm sun shining on my face and you know i i like to sleep in the cold so that'd be a great thing to wake up to um spend 10 15 minutes just really um taking in the the nature and, and looking around at all the beauty of the world appreciating the day then start the day with an amazing lift uh with one of my buddies or austin even after that Go to lunch. Um, right now, I'd say my favorite lunch spot is this Greek restaurant. But name drop it. What's the name of it? Somi. Yeah, Somi. Somi, Tampa. It's a good restaurant. After that, I probably wanna probably wanna work because I feel good working, and I would finish the day doing something else outside, whether it be going on a hike or even, you know playing basketball, something else, active outside, go to dinner, go to dessert at the Hampton Chocolate Factory, of course, reading, going to bed. My day would be similar to that too. And it's funny because you would think it's like, oh, put work to the side. But I honestly feel like being productive and getting things done, like that fulfills me. What motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? And the goals you set, you know, it's, it's, if you don't have goals, what are you working towards? I mean, we have big aspirations for the Hampton Chocolate Factory. If we're not, working towards those goals, then why are we waking up? We plan on opening up decadent dessert destinations across the country. Who knows? 10 years, we could have 100 stores. Can you tell us how many stores you have now and where they are? One store here in Tampa. One yeah. flagship store right in Tampa. It's almost 2,000 square feet. And right now, we are still in the trial and error phase, to be honest with you. We're getting a new chocolate machine within the next couple weeks and we're really right now developing the concrete formula so that we can scale because the revenue is already there. We know the business is, business is successful. We're just structuring everything to the T so that when we open up store number two and open up store number three, we can deliver the same amazing experience to every customer and have our management team deliver that experience to the team members because it's not just about the customers for us. We also like to empower everyone who onboards to our team 
Everyone who works at the Hampton Chocolate Factory is happy to come to work. And it's honestly one of the main reasons why I love it so much because we're able to make a difference in this world, in, in the restaurant industry, in the food industry. And it's an overall positive environment. That's honestly, you know, you couldn't ask for more. So. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. I have a lot of friends that work the nine to five and they get treated like not so great. So yeah. it's awesome to hear that you guys have employees and you're treating them well. Yeah, that's awesome. What is the most difficult obstacle you've had to overcome to follow your dreams? For me, it was definitely all these learning curves. In the past year, I've just been hit with learn, learn, learn how to really keep this positive mental attitude in the real world with stuff coming at you from every direction and your plate constantly being loaded with to-dos. I you know, used to find myself getting overwhelmed and I would find myself uh, dreading mistakes I'm in, trying to really analyze the past and pick apart and critique. But I've really, you know, I would say the hardest thing for me was to, to move beyond my, my old habits and look forwards, adopt this new mentality. Um, and it's really the only mentality that you need to be successful in business. Uh, I would say for me, it's been really the ability to focus because there's a lot going on, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of people giving you ideas, there's a lot of comments being made, but in reality, you need to know where your goal is and you need to know what can I do today to get me closer to that goal, right? There's a difference in working in your business and working on your business. And if you're able to separate those two tasks and say, hey, well, if this isn't gonna move me towards my goal, then that's something that I either need to delegate or I need to push off to another day. And that can be people too. Yeah. So I think there's so much noise now because of our phones and everything. And I tell people like, if you're gonna listen to it, like your career is gonna be based off of other people's perception of you or whatever. So if you're not doing X, Y, and Z because this person's gonna laugh at you, you know, you're gonna look back in 10 years and I don't know what they're gonna be doing, but I mean, your whole, like, your whole life is gonna be based off of not what you wanna do but someone else and you don't wanna look back and, and regret anything like that. So I think blocking out the noise is you know, extremely important and I wish people could learn that so much sooner. It's, it's hard in a modern day society, especially when people spend so much time looking at social media and everything in the society we live in is kind of, you know, based off of other people's feedback. It's really hard to stay in your own lane. So I'm still definitely learning. Austin is ahead of me in that learning. process, but continuous learning, never it's there, all There's no such thing as mastery because it's a continuous working towards mastery. What advice would you give to someone who wants to chase their dreams? I would say simply just start today and stop thinking about it. Because the biggest thing that people struggle, struggle with is how do I start, what do I do? If you take that step forward and you know, I'll just use a really simple example. Let's say you want to set a goal, you want to read 10 pages a day. You first start by reading one page a day, then you read two, then you might read four, then you read eight, next thing you know you're at 10. If you don't start, you're not going to get anywhere. And the earlier you start, the bigger head start you have towards your goals. Even if you have to even if you have to pivot. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a perfect answer. A lot of people our age and even older, they really don't put themselves out there and they don't understand that trial and error is part of the process. And that really is all it takes. You just gotta get started. 
Um, a lot of the time, I'm too quick to get started, but it, it really does help. And you gotta kind of become detached from the outcome because you have your vision in your head, you're set on your destination, and you know that this is just a part of the journey. And there's gonna be a lot of obstacles. This might not be the only way that you get to your destination. There's gonna be other roads that come along and you're gonna have to, to make turns, make U-turns even. But you just have to have this PMA and that's really what's gonna get you through it. And how does someone continue their PMA, positive mindset? Positive mental, mental attitude. attitude. Positive mental attitude, possibly run a business as well, and be in school at the same time. Do you have any words for that? Because personally, when I was in school, I thought it was pretty hard. Well, yes, I mean, sometimes when I'm in class, I am, uh, am also just doing other outside work, but I would really just say it's not overthinking it and having amazing time management. That's one of the things that I've learned in the past couple months, time management. It's helped a lot, um, but not overthinking all the things that are on your to-do list and really just uh, spending time trying to do them. And that's really been the way I've approached it um, these past couple months. And last year, I was I was learning that this is the way. Um, I you know haven't gotten the grades that I used to get now that I'm working full time. But I'm okay with that because I know that I'm not wasting my time doing you know stuff that's not more valuable than. I I really have to pick and choose where I see my time uh, being the most valuable. So time management. I 100% agree and you were about to say it but I just wanted to add like priorities yeah. and like knowing exactly what you want and if that means getting a B instead of an A in a class because you're spending more time on your business like if that's what you want that's what you should do. It's crazy because they really don't teach you time management in school but something you have to figure out as you as you're going along. I, I feel like I figured that out after I left school and I was kind of thrown into the whole full-time thing, figuring it out. That's a really good point though. Seriously, they figure that you're gonna learn time management in school just because you've all this homework and you have to figure out how to keep up with it, but they should actually have a course, especially in college, on time management. It would, it would help people a lot. I mean, I think they have a lot of courses that would yeah. help a lot of people and they yeah. don't have them. I would love to fix the education system one day, but... Your next venture. I know it is. It's always been my, like, my goal to do that. Really? In your yes. dreams. <laughs> Ever since I was little, I'm like, I hate this stuff. Like, get me out of school. Thank you guys for all of the PMA. <laughs> Tell us where we can find you. Come visit us, the Hampton Chocolate Factory, 615 Channelside Drive in Tampa, Florida, otherwise known as Sparkman's Wharf. And if you're not in Tampa, you can order online, HamptonChocolateFactory.com. We ship nationwide. And you can find us at Hampton Chocolate Factory on Instagram or TikTok. And again, we deliver all across the country. And we guarantee you that you're going to love your dessert. Thank you, Shira, for having us. Thank you, Shira. Coming.